Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Community Development Institute podcast. If you're new to the podcast, my name is Shelby Fiegel, Director of the University of Central Arkansas Center for Community and Economic Development. And I'm Emily Cooper Yates, Project Coordinator for CCED. Okay, so I know I speak for both Emily and myself when I say we are so glad we're getting to talk to Doug Warner today. Doug is a city councilman for the city of Cabot, a community development institute graduate, and a member of our CDI 2020 advanced year class. Doug, I know you've got to have a busy schedule. Everyone does these days. So thank you so much for speaking with us today. Not a problem. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, so Doug, um, we, we want you to start us off uh, with sharing a little bit about your background and why you decided to enter public service. Well, I... I grew up in New York. I uh, went to a small school up there and uh, uh, lived in a small town. And when you live in a small town, everybody kind of knows you. So I got I got used to being in the public eye, especially knowing that my father was principal. And of course, uh, small town, small school, uh, if you have any size to you, you're popular in sports. So uh, I grew up with uh, no no problem being in the, in the public eye. I joined the military and uh, served 28 years and retired. So uh, I did get a chance to get out uh, and get around. Uh, saw a lot of the a lot of the world. Um, had the opportunity to speak to a lot of world leaders, and uh, I went to Israel a couple of years ago and got to meet with uh, some of the government officials there. But um, I've learned uh, I've learned that you know if if you really want to be uh, you know feel good about yourself, be be active in the community. You've, you've got to step up and 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 meet people. Uh, not be afraid to go out. Uh, so after I, after I got out of the Air Force, I went and got my, my business degree uh, in, uh, in management. And um, I wasn't really uh, happy with that. I wanted more. I started going to city council meetings. And I'm, when a city council member there had to uh, step down, he was moving out of town. He had a special election. I said, uh-huh, that's it. They're knocking on my door. I'm going to open it. So I uh, got in the election. I ran and I won. And uh uh, here I am sitting, I'm in my uh, uh, second full term on the city council, and uh, I've been to CDI, and I'm, I'm loving every bit of it. Oh, I love to hear that, Doug. It sounds like you really enjoy your job, so that's so awesome to hear. Um, so can you tell us how the city of Cabot is adjusting to changes due, the, due to the COVID-19 pandemic? But I like that question, and I'll tell you why, because as a, as a city leader, as a community developer, you can sit back and uh, you can look at uh, all different things that happen, and you can uh, say, well, it, it, things got better because of the city council did this or the mayor did that, but uh, I did an interview on Channel 7 not too long ago, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the, the honest truth here, uh, Cabot's Kevin's doing well during during COVID. Um, our uh, local revenues are up about 11% or so from last year. But the the key to this, and I think we teach this in CDI, or you teach in CDI. I learned it. Um, if you don't have if you don't have community involvement, um, you you things just aren't going to happen. So the way Cabot's adjusted is we have an excellent chamber of commerce, and as soon as we knew this COVID was coming, a chamber. Uh, with the, the uh, city council support, uh, went out and they started, they were knocking on doors. They were letting the uh, businesses know that uh, we're here for you. We're going to keep doing the things we always do. 
but of course uh, adapt to the uh, to the, the the needs to uh, be be safe in this virus environment. Uh, so they did, there was a, a great relationship between the city council and or excuse me between the chamber and the businesses, and they pressed on with it. But the uh, the big thing, the big reason Cabot has done so well, is the people, the the citizens of Cabot. Um, there's a there's a lot of small businesses here that are uh, that are used or, or uh, you know, where people shop and, and go to eat uh, here in Cabot. And the people in Cabot wanted them to survive, so they were they were looking for ways to to continue to support the Cabot businesses. So when you had our chamber uh, reaching out uh, on social media and uh, making remarks at uh, city council meetings and having things like uh, we had parking lot picnics where we brought people out and had music. Uh, the citizens participated and actually jumped in and, and gave uh, ideas on, on how businesses could survive. And then uh, you start seeing more on social media where the, the people would talk about this restaurant over here is doing this and this store over there is doing that. And uh, it, it, got the, it got the citizens engaged. So I, I know we talk about it in CDI, uh, but if you don't have uh, buy-in from the people in the city, then things just aren't gonna be as, as, as good as they can. The people in Cabot bought in and were a very active part of um, keeping or sustaining uh, businesses in, in Cabot. And you have to, you have to give out uh, high fives to the chamber and to the businesses and the people who work in the businesses for not saying, you know, being, being negative about it, taking a positive and forward approach looking for ways to uh, better interact, uh, better provide services. And like I say, the, the citizens saw it and they, they jumped right in and did it. Um, but it, uh, you, you can also look at our, our chamber. Um, they've, uh, they've in, in the past, uh, well, since this has started, um, they've, they've made like over, I think it's close to 500 phone calls to business owners and just letting them know what's going on and, re and uh, telling them, hey, you're not alone, the rest of the cabinet's with you. Um, we've been all over social media. We know that that's, uh, that's one of the best ways to reach out. And uh, our chamber's done a good job. Our businesses have done a good job. And the people in Cabot have done an excellent job of sharing this, uh, getting the information out to people. And there's a couple of people in Cabot who've actually uh, set their time uh, on social media. I, I mostly follow Facebook, but they would put something out every day about what's going on in, in Cabot. Um, the, uh, the chamber we've, uh, has also, they've, like I say, they've continued their operations. And, uh, as of, oh, maybe a week or so ago, um, despite COVID, um, they've had, they've brought in 12 new members. So, uh, what we've done, it, the, the biggest adjustment that Cabot has made, it hasn't been anything really grand. I mean, the, the city council has, um, passed a few, uh, resolutions, uh, kind of helping businesses, but um, I think they would have survived anyway. So Doug, um, I really think that, um, like you said, the it's so important for our city council, our elected officials, our chamber, and our citizens to work together um, to ensure that our community is successful. And as a seasoned city councilman, uh, what advice would you give to a new elected official um, that might not have those relationships, those strong relationships within their community already established. What advice would you give to them? 
Well, based on the way you just worded that, who may not, you know, we said may not have these strong connections in the community. And what I said before about the cabbage success is based on people interacting. Uh, I would say go out and start interacting. Uh, don't be afraid to do the things that, uh, that will get you known. Um, I, go to, uh, I go to ribbon cuttings. Uh, I go to um, fundraisers. I go to uh, as many meetings as I can. I'm a member of uh, a few uh, community-based organizations. So uh, whether you're an elected official or you're just a, a citizen who wants to be involved, go out, find things that appeal to you. Uh, join, join in, go to the meetings, uh, voice your opinion if you have one, when you have the opportunity, because uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not very common in a community to see somebody who uh, is willing to step up in, in different arenas and speak their mind. But when they do, uh, people look to them. And, if, and uh, basically what I did was, I, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but I like talking. Um, I've, I've been able to voice my opinion. People listen. Uh, uh, I was able to uh, get myself uh, elected as uh, officers in a couple of uh, uh, community-based organizations. I got elected to city council. And uh, now because people know me, uh, because I interact with them, now they, they trust me on the city council. We may not always agree, but because I reached out and actually talked to people, went door to door in a few instances, um, I've been able to be successful. And that's that's a good thing because you can take uh, what people tell you, you can take uh, those back to like city council meetings and debate, not, not just as a representative of the people, but as one of the people. And that's, uh, that's something I think our, our government lacks a little bit these days. But if you really want to be successful, if, you, uh, if you're new to uh, you know, local politics or local involvement, get out, meet the people, don't be afraid to say hi when you go into Walmart and things like that. And, uh, and remember, uh, you're always, uh, when, when people look at you, you're always re not only representing yourself, the, the perception that uh, people get is not only of you, but if you're an elected official or appointed official in your city, that perception that you have or that you present uh, is, is what they'll, they'll use to, to uh, judge the city if you are in that kind of position. And then as a city council member, there's something that I always, and let me read it here. It's, it's uh, Arkansas Code Annotated 1443-502. People wonder what city council members do, what authority we have. But uh, the city council shall possess all the legislative powers granted by this subtitle and other corporate powers of the city not provided in it by some ordinance of the city, etc. The city council shall have management and control of finances and all real and personal property belong to the corporation. That's a, that's a pretty broad responsibility there. Property, real property, and finances. What else is there? When you're elected, uh, you need to know what you're being elected to, be able to uh, uh, understand the, the breadth and depth of that, and uh, be willing to make the tough decisions. I've uh, made some. I've got, uh, I've got beat up in newspapers a few times. But uh, I've, I've done what I think is right. Don't ever be afraid to do that. And don't ever uh, be afraid to look in the, uh, the state, uh, state ACA and know what your responsibilities are, because that's what you're elected to do. And uh, I think probably the last thing is uh, have fun with it. You know, it's, uh, 
don't do it to get reelected. Don't do it for anything other than to serve the people and have fun. I love that last sentiment. <laughs> Those are all great insights, though, but um, very nice to end on that sentiment there, that tip, I guess. Um, so as a member of the upcoming CDI Advanced Year class, how do you think you and your fellow Advanced Year participants can positively impact the city of Beebe? Well, in case you haven't heard, we're in a virus situation right now, so a lot of things are different. There's a lot of, uh, uh, we're, we're, we're having to relearn how we do things and maybe what we do and, uh, and how to think about it. And you always have to wonder too, is this, uh, as this goes on, are we gonna have uh, the finances and the resources that we had on, have under normal conditions? So when you uh, go into a city, whether it's BB or any other city, um, it's, it's a lot easier under normal situations, but now uh, we're going into BB under less than normal situations, but we have, uh, and I'm not sure how many are gonna be in this class, but um, we're going in there after three years of uh, training and education in the classroom. And uh, I'll be the first to attest uh, those first three years uh, put our minds to work. They really, really made us think. You gave us some, some situations and some uh, conditions that, uh, that maybe we wouldn't have thought of. So we'll take that along with the fact that I live in Cabot and I'm virtually just down the road from BB. So I have an understanding, uh, at least a, a little bit of one, about uh, what, what goes on in the region, how people think. I drive to BB all the time. My granddaughter uh, goes to school there. Uh, I, went to, uh, uh, I went to school there. They've got a college. Uh, they've got a decent school district and they've got uh, uh, easy access to the, uh, to the highway, which will soon be an, in well, it'll be an interstate down the road sometime. So I think from taking the, the things that we learn in CDI that are, are general and then taking what I know specifically about this region going in there and the, uh, I got to believe that the eight people who came back for year four are really dedicated to uh, going that extra mile and, and uh, using what, what you taught us at UCA or at uh, CDI. I really think we're going to be able to go in there, take what we have and uh, we've learned and give to the leadership in, in BB um, something that is uh, proven. Uh, we've learned it. We've, we've proved it. Um, we've, uh, we've seen the results in some of the, the things we've done uh, within the, in the last three years. So I think because there's going to be some doubt, there may be some, some questions in the leadership and the folks in BB, you come in and say, um, we have sat in a classroom and we have seen the pros and the cons, the goods and the bads. We've been able to, to point out uh, flaws and thoughts and uh, maybe, maybe help them, put, them, put something in front of them where we've gotten rid of the, the, the fog and, and just have good possible decisions based on our education and our training uh, that will maybe help them sift through uh, the thought process and do what's right for BB in this particular COVID area. Like I said, uh, finances, you don't know what's going to be in front of you. You don't know how this is going to affect the economy long range. So uh, if you're able to sit down, take a well-planned out uh, approach to improving economic community development in BB, 
then I, I, I think it'll give, uh, uh, it'll give the leaders in BB a little bit of a, a little bit of a promise, a little bit of confidence that they're at least heading in the right direction uh, because you've got some, uh, somebody like a, a, a group like CDI behind you who uh, we're not guessing. We're taking three years of education and experience and handing it to BB uh, in, a, in what I'm sure is going to be a, a well-thought-out, well-prepared and presented um, a program. Yeah, Doug, I think that um, you kind of encapsulated the advanced year experience um, in your description there, and it's a very unique opportunity for our CDI participants, or graduates, I should say, and uh, for city leaders of the community that we're going to go to. And it'll be a little bit different this year, like you said, during COVID. But I think that uh, this makes that opportunity so much more special um, in that we're having to experience that traditional advanced year experience during the COVID-19 pandemic. And once again, I just want to thank you so much for taking time out of your uh, schedule to join us today. Um, We are so lucky to have such a strong connection to the city of Cabot, and you're a big part of that special connection that we have. And I do want to give a shout out to to Amy Williams at the Cabot uh, Chamber of Commerce, because I know we mentioned the Cabot Chamber several times, Um, but we, we have a great connection with the mayor of Cabot. Um, pretty much your whole city council. I mean, we are um, we are very connected to your community, and we cannot wait to see you and your classmates in August and see what kind of impact we get to have on the city of BB. Well, I'm I'm, I'm sure it'll be good. And uh, let's there's there's one other entity y'all forgot to mention, and that's you guys. Um, what you do uh, the the training education you give uh, uh, everyone that goes there. I know they turn around and they use it. Um, uh, you, you hear it all the time from the Municipal League, uh, great cities make a great state. Well, uh, the, the information and training you give us help us make great cities and great uh, counties so that we can make a great state. So I'll, uh, I'll give the kudos back to you. I appreciate your kind words about Cabot. I know uh, Amy's a good friend of mine. I know she appreciates it. And uh, it's been an honor and privilege to talk to you. Uh, uh, never hesitate to give me a call. I'm always here to help. I appreciate you. Thanks so much, Doug. I really appreciate those words. You bet. Anytime. On upcoming episodes, the CDI podcast will feature CDI graduates and participants, community partners, and community and economic development experts from across Arkansas and the Mid-South. We hope you join us next week on the CDI podcast.